Hey everyone, welcome to Evolving with Ben. How are you doing today? Are you guys enjoying the last weeks of summer? It's it's crazy how summer officially comes to an end on September 22nd. And gosh, we only have two days left of August, at least when this episode uh, releases. That's it, we got two days left of August and then September, here we come. And only about three weeks left of summer and then we officially begin the fall season. What are your exciting plans for the last uh, summer holiday weekend? I know that's coming up here uh, in about a week. We got Labor Day coming up just around the corner. What are you guys doing? What are your plans? I got no major plans on my end. Uh, I just plan to relax with my family and decompress a bit. You know, just take it easy around the house. Maybe do a little bit of cleaning, sorting. Of course, uh, podcasting. For sure, I'll have a nice long holiday weekend to focus on the podcast, so no major plans. But whatever it is that you do this last summer holiday weekend, be safe and just make sure that you enjoy every second of it. I have some exciting news that I want to share with you all. Earlier this week, my Facebook page, Evolving with Ben, reached a little over 200 followers, you guys. Over 200! Now, to celebrate this major accomplishment... I am running a contest. I am offering a complimentary 60-minute career development coaching session. So if you haven't already seen it, please go to the Evolving with Ben Facebook page, check out the latest post, and enter to win. It's so simple. It's so simple to enter. Now, um, some of the rules, you need to be over the age of 18. You need to comment on the post by tagging a friend who currently does not follow the Evolving with Ben Facebook page. And then you want to share the post on your timeline. That is it, you guys. That's it. It's that simple. So next week, I'm going to announce one lucky winner during a Facebook Live. So please go check it out. Comment, tag a friend, like, and share it on your timeline. So here we are, episode number nine. Today's episode is going to be focused on vulnerability. And I've mentioned vulnerability quite a few times on my previous episodes. And I really wanted to talk about this topic because vulnerability sometimes has such a negative connotation to it. But vulnerability is key to a lot of the things that we do in life and how we continue to advance in our career and our personal lives. Let me ask you all this question. Have you ever heard the term fake it till you make it? Have you heard that term before? I'm sure you have. It's quite quite a well-known term. Um, I believe, though, that faking it till you make it, it has a time and a place. You can't always fake it till you make it. For example, you can't pretend to know something and try to fake it because odds are that you'll probably be exposed. Now... I'll talk about this in just a few minutes. Faking until you make it, though, when used in the right context, it can have a very, very powerful outcome for you and, and your self-confidence. Now, have you ever felt nervous right before giving a presentation at school, at work? Perhaps maybe you're walking into a meeting and you have to pitch an idea to the management team. Are you feeling nervous? Sure, right? I mean, we all have at some point. I know I have. Um, I, I feel nervous uh, even to this day with, with some of the things that I do at work, even 
recording, you know, these podcasts, sometimes there's a little bit of nerves that that kind of settle inside of me. You know, we've all felt nervous during social gatherings, whether it's at work or at school. These feelings are natural. We feel nervous because we care so much. And when the nerves hit, they trick our mind and convert the excitement into nervous feelings, which then we equate to fear. Now, these are the moments that you want to fake it till you make it, meaning that you want to tell yourself, I've got this. I'm confident. You want to tell yourself that you're excited. You want to remind yourself of how hard you have worked to present whatever it is that you're about to present. Now, if you're at a social gathering, perhaps you want to remind yourself of how incredible you are. You're an incredible friend. You're a pretty incredible colleague. Remind yourself that you have a lot to offer to the people that you're about to meet or network with. When you're lacking a bit of confidence, that's when you want to fake it till you make it. In other words, fake it for yourself until you feel it. You want to position your mind to envision yourself with the confidence to accomplish whatever it is that you're struggling with. Now, I've mentioned this before. Positive self-talk is key here. When you fake it to yourself, your mind will help your body feel it. Amy Cuddy, who is a social psychologist and also an expert on the behavioral science of power, presence, and prejudice, she says it best, you guys. She says, fake it until you become it. She talks about um, the power of power posing on, on this really cool TED Talk. You, you might, I, I highly recommend that you guys uh, look it up. But I'll, I'll tell you kind of a quick summary of it. It's, it's all about body posture and tricking your mind to feel the confidence that perhaps you're probably currently lacking. Now, I first learned about Amy Cuddy and the power of the power pose about five years ago now through a friend of mine, Mary Pat Varga. Uh, Mary Pat, shout out to you if you're listening. You know I love you. <laughs> and, and I'm so forever grateful that you introduced me to Amy Cuddy and the power of power posing. So about five years ago, I was walking into a meeting with the senior executive team, and I was going to be giving a presentation, an update on a project that I was leading for the bank that I was working for at the time. And boy, was I nervous, you guys. It was summer outside, mid-June, and I was sweating like no one's business, and my hands were just icy cold. I mean... I'm telling you, the nerves were settled in and they weren't going to be leaving anytime soon. I remember Mary Pat was walking with me into this meeting and I remember telling her how nervous I was. And she looked at me and she says, Ben, you're not nervous. You're excited. I remember Mary Pat explaining to me that I was feeling um, the exact same way that I feel when I'm excited for something that I like or something that I want. And I quickly realized that, you know, she's right. When, when I, I, you know, I thought to myself, when I'm excited about something, my stomach tickles, you know, I get a little jittery. And in that moment, I, I realized that I'm feeling those exact same feelings. So Mary Pat then proceeds to tell me about the power of power posing. And she mentioned Amy Cuddy. You know, she said to me, Ben, it's, it's all about your body posture and assuming the position. 
she explained to me that power posing, it's an exercise that is sure to give me the confidence that I needed right before walking into this meeting with the executive team. You see, Amy Cuddy says that our body language governs how we think and feel about ourselves and thus how we hold our bodies uh, can have an impact on our minds. In other words, by commanding a powerful stance, we can make ourselves actually feel more powerful. So right before I walked into the boardroom with Mary Pat, she had me put my things down and she said to me, Ben, we are going to power pose together. So we did. You know, we, we took the stand and there we are, Mary Pat and I in the middle of the hallway. You know, I, I remember I stood tall and firm and I raised my hands up into the air and I stretched my arms as if I was reaching for power and, and strength and confidence. And then we said together, I've got this. I've got this. And I kid you not, I walked into that meeting feeling confident and powerful. You see, I, I faked it until I became it. And I helped my body feel it by assuming a position of power and confidence. Ever since that day, I make sure that I power pose any time that I'm about to present in a meeting or facilitate a workshop. Even when it comes to my podcast, I power pose. Right before I record my weekly episode, I go into our bathroom and I stand in front of the mirror. I, I reach up for the stars and I stretch and I look at myself and I say, you've got this. You've got this. I remind myself of the confidence that I have inside of me and it works. It's truly a powerful exercise that I highly recommend everyone should do anytime you're feeling nervous about something or perhaps when you're about to enter into a social gathering that makes you a little bit nervous power pose before you go and present and network and it works best if you stand in front of a mirror while you're watching yourself take on this powerful pose and you look at yourself in the eye and you say you've got this try it out let me share with you another story and um, this story has to do with my beautiful 12-year-old Emma. About, about three years ago now, uh, she was nine, and Emma had just started playing soccer. Uh, she was so excited uh, when, when the soccer season started. She'd never played soccer before on a team. I mean, we've kicked the ball here and there before. Um, you know, she's played with her sister and so on, but she's never played on a team. So she wanted to join a soccer team, and so we enrolled her. And when the spring came around and they started practice, I remember Emma was so excited for her first day of practice. We get to the park and she's running and she's got all her new gear and she's got her new soccer ball that we bought her. And she's like kicking around the ball in the park and she's just giving it her best during practice. Um, the, Emma and her team used to practice about, I think, twice a week, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, if I remember correctly, in the evenings after after school. And so... There was about six practice sessions when the season first started, right before they had their first official game. And so when the first game came around, it was on a Saturday morning. I remember Emma woke up so excited that Saturday morning, and she was up early. She got herself dressed and ready. She had all her soccer gear on, and she's like, Dad, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. I'm excited for this game. So, I mean, I was like, this is awesome, right? I was super excited. I was going to watch Emma's first soccer game. Uh, it was beautiful out, sunny, nice warm weather, and everyone was just feeling great. 
So we get to the park, and I parked. And right before we get out of the car, I I heard Emma sobbing in the back seat. And so I, I quickly turned around, and I looked at her, and, I'm, and I said, Emma, what's wrong? What's wrong, sweetheart? And she looks at me, and she's sobbing, and she's like, Dad, I don't want to go to this soccer game. And I said, what? What, what are you talking about? Are, what happened? Are, are you okay? Like, you've been practicing for weeks now. What happened? Like, where's Emma this morning who woke up excited, right? Like, what's going on? So I'm really, I'm trying to understand what's bothering her uh, and why she's so nervous and sobbing. And so she proceeds to tell me that she's nervous to play. She said, I've never played a real soccer game before. And she looked at the field. And of course, the field is it's a lot larger uh, than the fields that they practice. And obviously, she saw the crowds of people and multiple soccer games going on all at once. And so that made her extremely nervous. And she's telling me like, Daddy, I'm so nervous. I don't want to go. I don't think I'm good enough yet to play a game. And I quickly looked at her. I said, Emma, listen to me. You are incredible. Yes, you are good enough to play this game. And I reminded her, I said, Emma, you've been practicing for weeks, sweetheart. You've been kicking around the ball. You've been scoring goals at practice. You've got this. You have nothing to be nervous about. And she says to me, yeah, but this is a real deal, Dad. This is a real game, and everyone's going to be watching. I said, honey, everyone's watching and cheering you on and the rest of your team. And I said to her, honey, if you don't want to go, we don't have to go. But your team is counting on you. Your team is waiting for you. They're all here. And they're they're expecting this game to go on together as a team. And so she's looking at me and she's thinking about it. And, you know, the, the, the sobbing stopped, which is good. And so she's thinking about it even more. And she's looking at me and she goes, well, what if, what if I missed the ball? Well, then you missed the ball. It's okay. You run after it again. What if I don't score a goal? Honey, as long as you tried your best, that's all that matters. Your team wants to know that you're going to be here for them. And at the end of the day, you're all going to work together to play this game, to, to try to win the game. But I said to her, most importantly, Emma, honestly, just have a good time. Just like you've been having so much fun these last few weeks practicing, that's all you need to go in there and do right now. Go out into the park, play, and have fun. So she says to me, but my stomach feels funny. I'm so nervous. It's tickling. And in that moment, I remember the conversation that I had with Mary Pat about a year and a half ago in that, in that moment about me walking into this meeting with the executives feeling nervous and Mary Pat telling me about power posing. So I remember that conversation. And I looked at Emma and I said, Emma, I know exactly how you're feeling because I feel the same way sometimes. Sometimes... I get my stomach tickles. I get the butterflies feeling in my stomach when I'm about to present in a meeting or I'm about to do a training session. And Emma looked at me and she said, oh, dad, you're lying to me. You, you don't get nervous. I know you don't. And I said, honey, yeah, I'm feeling exactly what you're feeling. But never once did I use the word nervous. I said, I, I'm feeling exactly what you're feeling in that moment, right? And then I asked her, Emma, what do you feel when we go to the carnival or an amusement park? What do you feel? And she says to me, oh, I'm always happy and excited. And then she started talking about funnel cakes because Emma loves funnel cakes. And I said, yeah, it's exciting, right? It's fun and it's cool because there's all these roller coasters and there's games that you can play. I said, what do you feel right before you're about to get on a roller coaster? 
And she says to me, well, I'm excited. And I said, well, what does your stomach feel? And she goes, oh, my God, it tickles. And as soon as she said that, I kid you not, she stopped. And it's like she had this aha moment. And she says, my stomach tickles. And I said, and what is your stomach doing right now? She said, it's tickling. And I said, Emma, you're not nervous, honey. You're excited. You're excited because you care. You're excited because you're about to do something that you've never done before. You're about to play a soccer game in a large, a huge soccer field, and there's going to be so many people cheering you on. You are feeling the exact same thing that you're feeling when you are excited when we go to a carnival or an amusement park. So then I proceeded to tell Emma about the power of power posing. I kid you not. So in this moment, obviously, in this, at this point, Emma's not crying anymore, and she's, like, having her aha moment. So we got out of the vehicle, and we start walking towards the field. And as we're walking, I'm explaining to her the power pose, and I tell her how, you know, Daddy, every time Daddy's about to present in a meeting and or facilitate, you know, I power pose, and I stretch, and I reach for the stars, and I remind myself how incredible I am, and I say, yes, I can. And then I walk into that meeting or in that training class confident with my back straight and I'm smiling and it feels amazing. And so I asked her to power pose and she did. She power posed, you guys, in the middle of the field. And it was incredible to watch my nine-year-old at the time reaching for all of this confidence and believing in herself. And she played one of the best games that she ever played while she played soccer. It was incredible. Um, about a year ago, when I went to parent-teacher conference um, at, for, for Emma, I remember her teacher was telling me a little bit about, you know, sometimes Emma gets nervous when she has to present in front of the classroom. You know, they'll break out into uh, groups, and they'll do group activities, and then sometimes Emma gets to talk and present, she gets nervous. So I told her teacher about power posing. And um, I shared with her the story that I just shared with you all about her soccer game. And her teacher thought that was such an incredible story that the following Monday, she asked Emma to lead the class in a power post stand. <laughs> and the class, all the students did it. And, and so Emma came home that day and she was telling me all about how her teacher asked her to power pose and how excited she was. And, and then she told me, I'm going to tell all my friends about power posing because it's like the greatest thing. So I'm telling you all right now. The power of power posing is incredible. Give it a try. Next time you're feeling nervous, fake it until you become it. Help your mind and your body feel it by assuming the position and power posing. Now, let me tell you when you don't want to fake it till you make it. If you don't know something, don't fake it. Be honest. Be vulnerable. Admit when you're unsure of a situation. Now, people can see right through us when we are unsure. And it's not simple being vulnerable. Oftentimes, we associate vulnerability as being weak. And the thought of being vulnerable is even scary for many people. I know it has been for me in the past. Vulnerability, though, it really allows us to take risks and expose ourselves emotionally to other people. Now, although vulnerability is often referenced to something negative, we really need to understand that by being vulnerable, you are not weak. And you also need to understand that 
Vulnerability is not exclusively just for you. We all feel vulnerable at some point in our life and sometimes often, and that's okay. One of the reasons being vulnerable is so scary is that we're afraid of being judged, right? It can feel terrifying to reveal our, our inner emotions to other people, whether they're fear, shame, or hope. But when you can be vulnerable, you're being courageous and you're also being confident. You're confident in your own ability and also demonstrating that you're open to learning. Also, being vulnerable means that you're honest, which being honest leads to establishing trust with the people that you're interacting with. Vulnerability and trust also, they do go hand in hand in relationships, personal and your professional relationships. With a little bit of trust, you can be more vulnerable. Then with a little vulnerability, you can also establish even greater trust. For example, if your boss asks you to take on a task or a project that you have never worked on before, you don't want to fake it till you make it in this situation. You want to be vulnerable and let them know, hey, you know what, Mr. and Mrs. Boss, I'm not sure how to do this. It's my first time ever doing something like this. Can you explain this to me a little bit more? Perhaps maybe provide me some more direction. Think about the trust that you have established by being honest in this specific situation. Sure, some people might think, well, now my boss is going to think that I'm not good enough, but that's not the case. I can guarantee you that your boss will very much rather you say that you're unsure about something and letting them know that you need more help, more direction, versus making a mistake and then failing at it. Being vulnerable also helps us build empathy by allowing ourselves to be authentic and to be seen. We allow others to put themselves in our shoes. Vulnerability does help establish empathy and also understanding for everyone that's involved. The more open people are, the more that we can understand the many different aspects of each person's life or journey. Empathy and understanding also leads to stronger relationships. And this is key in the workplace. At work, you want to establish strong relationships. You want to be able to be perceived and viewed and position yourself as someone who is honest and authentic. Now, being vulnerable also increases our, our self-worth. When, when we're vulnerable, you know, we allow ourselves to be seen and also ex accepted exactly as we are. It's, it's all about being authentic. And, and I use that word a lot. You know, evolving with Ben, it's all about authenticity. And vulnerability leads to being authentic, living your authentic life, being who you are, being yourself, true to ourselves and those around us. And this benefit of acceptance can, in turn, build our own self-acceptance. For example, this podcast does require me to be vulnerable in many ways. You know, I'm passionate about inspiring other people. I'm passionate about helping other people live their lives as authentic as possible. And to do so, I share my own struggles. I, I talk about my own journey. 
And by me being vulnerable and sharing my own struggles or or my stories with you, I overcome a negative self-image and I realize that, hey, I do have a lot to offer. It helps me realize that it's okay to be my own person. So vulnerability helps you build your self-worth. It helps you realize how incredible you are and how much you have to offer to all of the people around you, whether it's your family, your friends, your colleagues, your boss, or the organization that you're supporting. Also, you know, vulnerability helps us find the people that we want in our lives. All humans need belonging, but Often, we do mistake fitting in for belonging. When we try to fit in, we adapt to the given social situation instead of maintaining our authentic self. And we do this because we're afraid of being rejected for who we are. But being vulnerable while scary is necessary to help you find the people who will accept you for your authentic self. You, you'd never, you, you don't want to... Build a circle of friends uh, uh, based off of a lie, based off of someone that you're not, right? You want to be vulnerable. You want to be authentic because that attracts the right people into your life. You find like-minded individuals. You find people that you can lean on for support, for, for encouragement, for inspiration, and, and sure, it might feel, you know, super uncomfortable and disheartening if you reveal something to your friends and, and they don't support you. However, wouldn't you rather know this truth and continue to spend time with people who don't accept you? I think sometimes that's best. If not, I mean, honestly, that's probably best all the time. If you're vulnerable, you can reap a vital benefit. You can find the people that you want in your life. You can find supportive empathetic, and non-judgmental people in your life. That's powerful, everyone. It, it, it truly is. Now, another benefit of, of being vulnerable is opening up to opportunities for growth. By being vulnerable, we do become self-aware of our own strengths and areas of opportunity. It allows us to be open-minded to want to improve those areas. Whether you're journaling your thoughts or maybe talking to a friend or a colleague about an experience or your emotions, you are going to realize that you have potential for so much more. Let me share with you one more story about a situation in which I should have been vulnerable and I wasn't, but believe me, I learned a huge lesson that day. A few years ago, uh, when I had transitioned back into the talent development industry, I, I was assigned a project, and part of this assignment, I was the lead of this project. Mind you, this was the first learning and development project that I was truly leading on my own, uh, because prior to this role, I was in a position where I was responsible for just facilitating and administrative work. I wasn't leading projects, initiating, implementing, etc., this was the first project that I was going to lead from beginning to end, and it required me talking to senior leaders and understanding their expectations. It also required me uh, following a specific methodology that I was not too familiar with at the time. I remember, you know, having our kickoff meeting for this project, and I was too nervous and intimidated to admit to my boss 
that I really had no idea what the heck I was doing at the time. I thought that by telling her that I was unsure or nervous or I had no idea what how the heck I was going to handle this, that she was going to take me off this project and quickly regret even hiring me. Uh, boy, was I wrong. I was so wrong. I, I remember walking into the kickoff meeting and I was lost. The senior leaders were asking me a ton of questions that I was not prepared to answer. And instead of being honest, even during that meeting, I was trying to fake it until I make it. You know, I was trying to come up with answers right off the top of my head. And again, not even understanding the question that was being asked. I could have been honest. I could have perhaps in that moment said, you know, can you elaborate or can you give me an example? Or you know what, I don't understand the question. And, and perhaps, you know, tagged my boss in and said, can you help me answer this question? I didn't. Because I, I, I didn't understand that being vulnerable was, was key in this situation. Well, obviously, it didn't work. Faking it till I made it in that meeting, it did not work. My nerves took the best of me. And I was all over the place. I was stumbling. I was stuttering. Um, my, 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 my notebook was all over the place. I didn't even know what I was writing because I was shaking so hard. I was, I was so nervous, and it was so transparent. It was so obvious to everyone that was in that boardroom. And it was about 15 minutes into the meeting, and one of the leaders decided to say, everyone, I think it's best to postpone this meeting until we can get our ducks in a row. I was relieved, but I was also mortified because I knew I screwed this one up badly. It took a leader of this meeting to realize that I had no idea what the heck I was doing to stop the meeting and say, let's reconvene when we're ready. You see, instead of being honest or vulnerable with my boss prior to this meeting, so that she could have helped me prepared, I pretended to know what I was doing. But she could have given me more guidance and resources to prepare. Instead, I was too afraid to be looked at as weak or I thought I was going to be judged. Well, the reality is that I was judged, not for being vulnerable, but for coming to the meeting unprepared and not asking for help. That is a reality. I was, I was judged because I did not raise my hand and ask for help. I lacked the confidence to say, help me. I lacked the confidence to say, please guide me. You see, the help was never denied. I just never asked for it. So later that day, my boss did pull me into her office and asked me, she said, Ben, what happened in there? And in that moment, I realized that I had no other choice than to be vulnerable. I had no other choice than to be honest with her and tell her that, you know, I need more guidance because this is the first project that I was leading from beginning to end. And to my surprise, she said to me, Ben, why didn't you say this sooner? Why didn't you ask? I learned a valuable lesson that day. I learned don't fake it when you don't know something. Don't pretend because it won't work. Vulnerability will get you far. And vulnerability 
means courage and also confidence in yourself to admit when you need help. It's okay to be vulnerable. And yes, it's scary. It's intimidating. But remember the power of the power pose. In a situation where you need to be vulnerable, try power posing. Remind yourself how incredible you are and how much you have to offer. And remind yourself that a little vulnerability takes you a long way. It surrounds you with people who support you, who accept you for who you are. It helps you build relationships, long-lasting relationships, personally and professionally. So when did you experience a time that you had to be vulnerable? What other ways do you think being vulnerable can benefit you? Let me know. I want to know. Share with me a time when you were vulnerable. Reach out to me and, and send me your story. I, I'm sure you, you have many inspiring moments of when you had that aha moment of being vulnerable. Send those stories to me. Help inspire others. Help others feel that it's okay and understand that vulnerability is not weakness. It's actually strength. It means courage. I want to thank you all for listening and for all of your incredible support. Really, I, I really can't do this without you. And, you know, here we are, episode number nine. And this is this is this keeps getting better and better for me. Um, the experience keeps becoming more and more rewarding. You know, I'm getting a lot of positive feedback from listeners, from my friends, from my family. And I want to know that I am making a difference in your life, that evolving with Ben is helping you feel inspired and is helping you continue to evolve. So I want to say thank you. Thank you for for supporting and for being with me from the beginning. Um, Keep sharing the podcast. Keep sharing your stories and help inspire others. Remember to follow me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Evolving with Ben. Um, also don't forget that we got that exciting contest on the evolving with Ben Facebook page. So please go check it out, enter to win, and you could be the lucky winner of one hour complimentary career coaching session with me. So I'm really looking forward to announcing a winner. I'm really looking forward to continuing to inspire, inspire you. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for all your support. I am wishing you a fantastic week ahead. Be safe, stay healthy, and keep on inspiring others. I will see you soon.